Welcome to the main experience. Welcome back to the Main Experience Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Jason DeWalt. Thank you so much for joining us. You are listening to Episode 10, featuring a conversation with the owners of Vina's Fizz House, a cocktail-slash-mocktail bar and a mixology shop located in the Old Port in downtown Portland, Maine. We will also be featuring another song by our friend Greg Klein off of his new record, Dead Man's Motto. And finally, we have a main soundscape showcasing some pretty excited seagulls recorded on the shores of a property just feet from downtown Bar Harbor, Maine. But first, I want to share with you my conversation with Johanna and Steve Corman. They are the owners of what has become one of our favorite places to stop in for a drink at, Vina's Fizz House. I visited them at Vina's for a discussion about the origins of the business, their passion for a great cocktail, and what they love about Maine. I hope you enjoy. Okay, we are here in the Old Port in downtown Portland um, with the owners of Vina's Fizz House, Joanna and Steve Corman. Thanks so much for coming on the show, you two. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Yeah. So let's find out about where Venus came from. Uh, when did you two decide to start a business together? We decided, it was kind of decided for us in 2013. Um, Steve, school teacher for almost 20 years, uh, big, huge budget cuts here in Portland and suddenly found during spring vacation that his job would be eliminated at the end of the year. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so put us in a downward spiral, I bring to my daughter's birthday party that daddy doesn't have a job next year. Um, Johanna did not, Johanna took it personally. I was a realist. Stuff happens all the time in all aspects of ageism. So you're kind of optimistic, right, from the get-go. Optimism because I married a creative genius and I knew it. And I said in front of my kids, Mommy's going to create something and I have no idea because she has no idea. So I put the onus on her because I'm on my last spring vacation. I just want to drink my black coffee, drink my IPA, and enjoy my last vacation. So Johanna doesn't sleep at all for the first four nights and then wakes up on the fifth morning with an idea. She says, mute the TV. I got an idea. And the idea was... We're going to start a bar in the Old Port. You know I've always wanted to have a store in the Old Port. Well, it's going to be a bar, and it's going to be a non-alcoholic bar. And I said, okay. <laughs> and we're going to get a line of equity off our house, and we're going to both lose our house in the, in the bar in a couple months because there's no way we're going to start such a thing. So I said, there's going to be more to it. She then says in about 20, 25 minutes, how about if we have a store attached to the bar that's selling ingredients that people that have soda streams at home or the cocktail industry that's just starting in Portland, Maine, and we'll use all those ingredients in a non-alcoholic setting. Well, I Googled everything and it's like mixology is the word. There were two mixology retail stores in America at that time. 
There were zero non-alcoholic bars anywhere in the world at that time. Well, right. that we could find. That we, could know, we find. just did everything on Google search. Yeah. Sure, sure. Up so find anything. I said, find us a place. Well, Johanna found us a place. We saw this place two o'clock that afternoon on the day, the morning of the idea. Two days later, I sign a lease. It's still April vacation. The idea was born. So when I got back to school that Monday, people got wind that I'm not going to be there. And, and I said, don't worry, we have an idea. We have an idea. We have no idea what we're going to do, but we have an idea. We even have real estate now. <laughs> we lucked okay. out in that this space that we looked at um, was a place that had never made it. You know, it had many, many different restaurants okay. and different businesses in it and had kind of come and go. So we, we lucked out because we got a fairly good deal on it. Okay. You know, they, right. they were hot to get somebody in here. And um, we kind of fudged our way and said we had this grand idea. Yeah. We had no idea what we were nope. really talking about. But, you know, we talked it up and made it sound like it was a great idea. Sure, sure. Fake it till you make it, right? That's exactly what we did. And again, we didn't have the money. We were hoping we could refinance our house. Wow. And that's when and, we got and, a line so of equity the, yeah. the bank the yeah. wouldn't. So we, I made him run down to the bank that week before they found out he didn't have a job. So that we could refinance the cars, yeah. right? Right, right. You know, right. the minute they yep. found out you didn't have a job, they wouldn't yep. let us refinance. Sure. So we got just enough, had just enough equity in our house to to get some product in there and open the doors. And um, that's wild. an amazing story. It's wild. That's an amazing story. Yeah. First of all, it's amazing your faith in your wife, and oh. that you were like. Just give her a minute and she'll come up with an well, idea. It, and it didn't take long. It didn't the fifth like day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I no. It's, it's amazing. It, it's it, amazing. And and then once you had the idea, you you put the foot on the accelerator and said, "Let's, let's do this. Go, this let's is go. Yeah. out of necessity." We, we really. had to decide because it was should we try and open it, you know, and soon as he's out of school, sure, or should we research and probably do it the right way and wait. And open it later, but we yeah. thought if there's any way we can do it to get summer, the it's, crowd, right? Of course, you know, here that's, that's huge, right? So, so that's what we did. We just wow. blasted through and came up as best we can. We didn't know how to make any drinks, so we we had 10, 10 drinks on the menu when we started, just written on a board. Wow. You know, so so and, you um, didn't necessarily come from this uh, a passion of mixology or anything like that. No, people always think that, yeah. and it, it's more. I think I I love old fashioned ingredients uh -huh. and things like that. Okay, and as sim simple as I always loved carbonation. I love seltzer. <laughs> okay, you know, well that's the base and, of a lot of things, right? right? And I just got had this vision of a bar where you were making them just like cocktails. Yeah. You know, using fresh squeezed juices and all this stuff, but at the end you added seltzer instead of booze. And again, sure. people always then say, "Well, are you a sober bar or things like that?" And I, that didn't even enter our head. We just we weren't trying to be anything other than survive yeah. and make yeah. fun drinks. And it sounds like the the sort of key thing that made you realize maybe you had a niche was the non-alcoholic part, right? Yes. That was yeah. the that yeah. was the. We had to be different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we couldn't knew. start with alcohol because sure. we had zero experience. <laughs> right. I mean, right. other than yeah. drinking cocktails now yeah. and then, but we mostly drank beer, which we don't usually tell people that because right. they just think of us as cocktail connoisseurs, but we tend to be beer drinkers. So you but, said uh, you you always wanted to shop in the old port. Uh, yeah. Why why is that, or where did that come from? Well, I think I've always 
in my mind, I'm an entrepreneur okay. and wanted to have my own business, yeah. but I didn't know what it was. I never knew what it was I wanted to do. Gotcha. And so in a weird way, when that happened, it forced You've always me. had this dream in the back of your yeah. mind. You just needed the, right. the reason to, to pull the, the trigger. And, and somehow when I got that idea, you know, who knows? I'll probably, everybody says this, it starts a business, but I was 100% sure. You have to be. Work. You I have to be. I think if you're sure. not, you know, I don't know much about running a business, right. but I think if you're not, you're probably going to fail. You have to right. believe in yourself more than yeah. anything. Yeah. We had the idea. We started and no one believed we would ever survive starting a bar in the old port without alcohol. But we didn't no know one. that at the beginning. No, one, no, now, no. It, it wasn't people. that we were naive at all either. Yeah. No, yeah. we're fairly educated. And yeah. it's like, no, we're going to try. We're going to put 24 hours a day. We're going to build this baby up. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. Let me tell you the reality. No, it was not easy at all. No. So, so. Yeah. I think yeah. by year three, you started getting a, a little... Uh, breathing Well, room. you could see little yeah. pockets that there were things that were catching on. That were working. You know, and you're like, okay, all right. Maybe, maybe yeah. we ha do have something, sure. you know, sure. and, or yeah. that people are starting to realize what we have a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, definitely a niche space. I mean, the first time we came to town, we were looking for a Christmas gift for uh, uh, my girlfriend's brother, and we needed bitters. And we, li I like old fashions, we like bitters. So that's how we found the place. And immediately it was like, oh, well, this is really interesting. And now it's our go-to cocktail place or when we have friends or family visiting. It's like, oh, well, this is a cool place to just bring. And especially because of the non-alcoholic part, because if right. you have family members that don't drink or That's kids right. or whatever. Right. So I love the idea of the shop. It's great. We really enjoy it. Where, where did the name Venus come from? Vina was my great grandmother. Okay. And she, she was a Portland native. Oh, wow. You know, grew up here, lived here. Um, the reason we named it after her is because um, she, family lore is that she was president of the Maine Women's Christian Temperance Movement okay. back in the 20s. So since we opened as a non-alcohol bar, gotcha. we, in her homage, we named it Venus Viz House. And then we all laughed because, of course, two years later, we added alcohol. Sure. <laughs> and so we say poor Venus is rolling around in her grave. <laughs> That, that leads me into the next question. When did you decide to pull the trigger on, or not when, but why and how did you decide to make it an alcoholic bar eventually? We, we just noticed that um, we, we were starting to feel comfortable that we knew how to make the non-alcohol drinks, gotcha. you know, because we, we have all the, the great crazy ingredients down in the shop, so yeah. we can experiment, and we really felt like we knew, had a grip on what we were doing, and we had toyed with the idea of adding alcohol, but then we did start to find empty nip bottles in the trash. Okay. And we realized people were bringing in their own <laughs> and adding it. So it had been on our thought, you know, to do it. And then that was kind of the kicker. It's like, okay, I think it's time. They're, all, they're, they're, they're already they, doing they, they think, it. They already think it's a good idea. Right, they already so. think. And we were feeling much more confident. But the, the what we decided, which was big, was that we had such a great following of people that came in for non-alcohol that we didn't want to lose that so sure. we just made the decision to just you know cut the menu right down the middle half the half are alcohol drinks the other half are non-alcohol drinks and that also has been our huge niche you still that very works much, for us you yeah. still have that emphasis on the non-alcohol absolutely side. our our tagline is where cocktails and mocktails are created equal yeah 
Yeah, you know, and that's what we go. That's our mantra. And I'm sure that I'm sure that brings a lot of people in here because it's it, different. It's it interesting, does. you yeah. know, and especially the tourists and stuff. I'm sure you guys get a ton of just walk-in traffic from the tourists in, yeah. in the summer season. That's fantastic. Yes, we do. So can you can you take me through your creative process in creating the drinks now, or sort of how that how it comes to be? All the different because you have so many different mixes and flavors, and it's all over the place. It's all based on bitters. Uh-huh. Bitters are flavorants with bittering roots and barks. But if you think of a bottle of bitter as a special oregano, which is a conglomerate of different botanicals. Yeah. And we have over 200 of these specific individual bottles that all will flavor and make drinks complex in a different way. And the fun part is when you're cooking, you're just not using salt or just oregano or just, you're using a number and that's where the bitters come in. I'm using not just one, but many drinks, two or three or four. Yeah. Or chefs behind the bar. Sure. So with me, I had no idea I had a palate for bitters and Johanna knew that I was gonna be the bartender here at Venus. Because he's hyper. <laughs> but, but I have a palate. Okay, I, I love bitter. <laughs> Not just that I'm hyper. Um, I'll taste a new bitter and already start creating a cocktail or a mocktail with the bitter in mind. And I will create the drink backwards compared to almost any other bartender in the world. Because I'll tell you something, I said, oh my God, this is gonna be going in a mojito or in a martini. Yeah. Or, you know. So we have different you know, formulas for basic cocktails, and I teach this to everybody that comes in. But you get to deviate with Amari, mm-hmm. Amaros, which are potable bitters, with bitters. Um, we have a workshop today, 20 oh. people coming in cool. today, gonna have, teach them how to create Manhattans and a special daiquiri with pineapple. Now, do I use pineapple gum, which is a simple syrup with an old-fashioned feel? Do I use caramelized pineapple um, puree? Um, that's before we get in. I get well, to play around. We always say too, yeah. uh, we because we didn't come from the industry. Yeah. we're self-taught, yeah. so we we know we probably don't do it how most bards do it. Sure. I mean, he, we didn't know anything. He learned how to, the basics of bartending on YouTube, watching yeah. YouTube videos about how to use a jigger. What a jigger was called, because yeah. I never used a jigger, but I knew sure. it was a yeah. yeah, we but, all We all know that it's a thing, but right. we don't know what it's but, called. Right. <laughs> In order to teach the public and teach baronas, bartenders, sure. uh, you know, how to... You had to become a little bit of an authority yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I can tell you're passionate about it just by the way you talk about it. You really love... I can see oh, your, yeah, no. your eyes light up. You love <laughs> these different flavor combinations and and all of that stuff. That's 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 awesome. So, I, this may be a hard question to ask. What makes the perfect cocktail, or is there too many options? To, what 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 is the what is what are you looking for? How do you know? Oh, that's that's it. It depends on. Does someone like it bitter? Yeah. Does someone like it sweet? Does someone like it complex? So we're talking about balance. Mm-hmm. I can balance a cocktail, making it bitter, sweet. You know, I can balance it with bitter. It's all in the bitter. Yeah. 
Um, that's in a nutshell. I'm not overloading on any ingredients. Yeah. Well, and using good ingredients. Sure. Obviously, too, makes a big so difference. So on a, I just started being reintroduced as a mixologist in my own bar last week, and it's like I am sharing people, I'm teaching people using, oh, my God, ingredients that are available in any cocktail yeah. spirit store that they've never used because in every recipe, you're using Cointreau and a margarita where I'm using dry curacao, yeah. which blows everybody away. Yeah. So It's awesome. I love it. I, yeah. lo I love that you managed to take this necessity for a business, it's turned into a passion, and now you're sharing it with other people. It's just like the ultimate sort of giving back to the community sort of thing. It's great. Well, I would say he's still teaching. Yeah, yeah he's right. teaching a different oh, sure, subject matter. In so. a bar setting. Of course. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. it in a nutshell. Yeah. I am still... We kind of say right. we're an educational bar because yeah. we train our bartenders to answer. We want them to... Because pe people are I've fascinated. Had that, I've had that experience sitting yeah. in here. Yes, yes yeah, that's yeah, exactly absolutely. what we want. We want to educate people. We want them to go home and not be afraid by these ingredients. Yeah. And go home and have fun with them and make their drinks at home. That's awesome. Still yeah. educating. If yes. you have one drink to make at the end of the week, yeah. or once a month, special or every night, make it the best that you've ever had, use a quality bitter, use the best ingredients, just one, and use a quality glass. It doesn't have to be one of our vintage glasses, but oh my God, if you're using the best, why not buy a vintage glass? I was say, you know, to me, a cocktail is a sort of a treat you give yourself. Elevate, That's how I've always Elevate said. the experience, right. right? It's like, even just use the best ingredients you can afford to get, put it in yeah. your fanciest glass, and you yeah. feel like you've given yourself this, you know, great, fairly simple treat. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Cool. Um, what is your favorite cocktail on your menu? If that's even, uh, are you able to even I answer can. that? I can. We've gotten more run on the lumber sexual than any yeah. other cocktail. Sure. It's based on a non-alcoholic pine. Yeah. Kind of a piney lemonade. Lemonade. I've tasted it. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. And then we just took that, changed the proportions, added a bitter, and added a fantastic uh, gin, and it's the lumber sexual. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. That well. is. That's one I always go back to. People always ask, "What's your favorite one?" Yeah. And that's the one I go back to the most. Awesome. And have. So all of our listeners need to come in and have a lumber sexual at Venus Fizz. Yes. But we have others. Are you both originally from Maine, or if not, what brought you here? I am from Maine. You I'm are. actually 11th generation wow. Maine on both sides, ma mother and father. Uh, I grew up in Hiram, which is just about 35 miles west of Portland. Okay. Yeah. And how about you? I grew up in Massachusetts, okay. moved up here to teach um, in 1992. Okay. And I've been here ever since. Yeah. Love Maine. Yeah. You're you're actually one of the first people I think I've I've talked to certainly on the show or even met that has that much history really? in Maine. I feel yes. like all of the people I've come in contact with are transplants and yeah. came here once and were like, oh no, I'm not going anywhere right. else. You know? <laughs> well, we joke and say our relatives came back in whatever, sixteen hundred to seventeen hundred and said that. Yeah. Said I'm never leaving. <laughs> right. And they never did. And I sometimes say, we need to <laughs> more. We don't seem to go very far. They were the original from a ways, right? right? Exactly. 
Oh, that's great. Um, what are some of your fa- favorite places to visit in Maine? Um, you know, hiking trip, kayaking trip, camping trip, well, that just, sort of thing. We, we actually just bought a little cabin in Cushing, oh, Maine. Oh, nice. And it's out in the middle of nowhere, the Willywags, but... Uh, we just, we go up and we started to dig clams, run clam flats and oh, yeah. stuff like that. You know, nice. I, we just like to get out anywhere that's by water yeah. that we can get close to. And um, we're hoping, you know, but the, not the problem, but when you own your own business, you're, you're here all sure. the time. Right. Um, but we're finally getting to a point where we can start to get back out and explore those things again. That, nice. and, now, and now we're empty nesters. We had kids too. So now sure. they're finally out of the nest and we can start to get back out there again. Oh, man. So now we have our little cabin, and we're just going to go roll around in mud and we, dig clams. But we can stay right there because it's, oh, my God, beautiful, solace, peaceful wildlife. But the Midcoast, there's so many places to explore up there. Yeah. I know. We've I mean, Maine well, is amazing. Yeah. Maine is yeah. amazing. Yes. You understand why people yeah. want to move here. Yeah, you know, I, when you I, get out, it's like, oh, my God. We're in a dirt road. No one, no other house is on our dirt road, and we have to drive a half mile in, and then we're right on the water. It's like it doesn't get any. It sounds better. like paradise. Yeah. It sounds like paradise. But I grew up, you know, in inland Maine, uh-huh. but just as beautiful in a different way. It was the rolling hills before the white, you know, almost on the New Hampshire border. So I said, any, you know, you just drive 15 minutes out of Portland, and it's. Yeah, wow. I, anything yeah. you want to do if you're an outside, want to hike yeah. or whatever, it's it's, it's one amazing. of the things I and I haven't even explored that far outside of right. Portland, but I love how quickly it gets yes. rural. You yes. know, you can be in, in down here and you have a little bit of that city feel and right. takes no time and you're no in the woods alone and you're and out and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we know where to grab a drink in Portland. Where do we eat? There's an awful lot of places, so... There's can, so many can, places, I know. it almost it, stresses me out. I know, so I, I have know. to pick one, I know, I know. Well, you can pick a couple, you know, what? Well, throw out a couple of your I'll favorites. I'll be honest, we're kind of lazy, okay. okay? So when we get out of here, we go within a five-minute walk, sure. <laughs> which still gives us about a lot of options, options yeah. you know? So we like to go anywhere from Jay's Oyster, we went right down there, or over to Honey Paw. Uh-huh. You know, we kind of do this whole sure. loop right around here. But um, we love Bonobo on the yeah, west Bonobo end. Yeah, Bonobo on the west okay. end. Yeah. Pizza. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of high end places we don't have to. I try to eat lunch at Empire as much as I can. Yeah. Bonobo. Um, we said um, Bow Bow. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. I know there I, is. I mean, there's so there many. is. You gave lots of good ones yeah. though, so that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, all right, last question. Any advice for someone thinking about starting a small business? Because you guys have done it successfully. Um, I would say you have to be persistent. Yeah. And, you know, mistakes are going to be made, especially if you're not a come come from that background. You know, we made many mistakes, but but we learned. We kept plugging. We kept plugging. And mentally, you have to keep yourself, you know, don't let it get you that down. It ultimately comes back to that that same confidence that you it had is. at the beginning, right? You, you have to constantly yeah. go back to that. Yeah, you do. And for us, we, we were, the one really smart thing we did is we knew we needed a real niche. Yeah. You know, we didn't just start a, another brewery or a pub. Not that we don't love those, yeah. but there were so many of them. We really... You knew you had to stand had out. Had to be really niche 
in your market. We knew this market was so saturated. Um, that's another reason we, we don't do food. Mm-hmm. We can't compete with the amazing places. So know, know your market, yeah. where you're going into. Persistence. Yeah. Plug, plug. We, we're pluggers, that's what we say. We'll keep, keep trying, yeah. keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Entrepreneurial spirit compared to a business spirit are totally two different things. Mm. The only piece that I have to add to that is if you have employ one employee or more, immediately contact and get a human resource HR firm because that brings in a whole dimension into your own baby, your own, Mm. your business that can change negatively or positively, and you always need some legal background. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that seems like that's probably a huge step in making it a business. You know, it yes. kind of crosses yeah. that line exactly. from exactly. from something that you're just doing and hoping to make money, and right. now this is a business. Right. Yeah. Awesome advice. That was cool. great. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for sitting down and talking to me. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much for hosting. This place is amazing. We love coming here. We love bringing people here, so... Thanks so much for what you do. Thank you for what you do. This is amazing, and good luck with your venture. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks again so much to Steve and Johanna for taking the time to share their story with us. I highly recommend anyone who finds themselves in the old port looking for something to drink to visit Venus. They also will be hosting an event called Miracle, a Christmas-themed pop-up cocktail bar that serves holiday cocktails in a festive setting. It is a nostalgic, fully immersive holiday experience with over-the-top traditional decorations and themed cocktails. It runs from November 25th to December 30th. It's part of a trademark international event sponsored by Cocktail Kingdom. For more details, visit www.miraclepopup.com. And to learn more about Venus and even shop in their online store for cocktail supplies, visit www.venusfizzhouse.com. Check the show notes for links. Next up in our main music feature, we are once again featuring the artist from our very first episode, Greg Klein. My good friend Chad sent me a message the other day out of the blue that just said, Wasted by Greg Klein is a great song. And you know what? He is absolutely correct. Five.
closest friend is wooden with strings. She talks me down with the joy that she brings. I'm never alone, your tune's always with me. Like the birds in the tree. Cause it feels like I wasted these years of my life. But learn some goddamn much that just can't be right. I pick out the pieces, put a fire in my heart. It wasn't just wasted. No, it wasn't just wasted. And the things that I said I miss the fall And the way that we play The way that we play Cause it feels like I wasted These years of my life I learned some goddamn much That just can't be right So I pick out the pieces Put a fire in my heart Wasted by Greg Klein, off of his new record, Dead Man's Motto. You can catch Greg for Happy Hour at Blue in Portland, November 7th at 5 p.m. He does a monthly gig there and is usually joined by friends. So this time he'll be joined by The Good Guys, Travis Sear, and Jed Brissett. For more details, visit portcityblue.com. That is going to do it for Episode 10 of the Main Experience Podcast. I'm going to leave you with a recording I made while doing some location sound work for Main Life Media. It was a gorgeous fall afternoon at a property right along the water, just a short walk from downtown Bar Harbor, Maine. 
And as you'll hear, there were some seagulls around that must have seen my microphone and had some things to say about it. Until next time, be sure to follow us on social media and tell your friends about the main experience. Thanks for listening. experience is produced by audio evolutions audio evolutions is a small business run by me jason dewald and i would love to work with you on your next project in the modern age of digital media it is easier than ever for people to be creative but poor audio quality can distract from all of your hard work and ruin your project let Audio Evolutions help evolve your sound to the next level. Offering services ranging from full-scale music production for your next album, podcast production to give you the professional sound you deserve, audio post-production for video, location sound recording for video shoots, and even voiceovers. Send an email to jason at audioevolutions.net and let me know how Audio Evolutions can help you evolve the way your world sounds.